Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I am Marquita Miller-Joshua, and I am so honored to be before you today. I bring you greetings from uh, Pastor Steve and Dr. Donalia Haup. I count it an honor and a privilege, and I have a whole newfound respect for our man of God, because this is no joke, Jesus. I don't take it lightly at all, but I know today I got something for you. And I, I laid on the floor last night, and I cried out that God, you'd use this moment that it would be what someone would need huh, to walk in their full power, to understand they do have a lifestyle. They can live in a lifestyle of favor and we have victory. But I always know the thing about this is when we say something like this, I'd be naive to know, think that there's not maybe one or two people that say, I'm going to sing the words, but I don't feel the words. I ain't sure. I walk in that power that you talk about. I want to walk in that power. I've been around here a long time. I participate in a lot of things. They ask me to come, I come. They ask me to give, I give. Whatever they ask, I show up. And I want to know where that power is. What is it? Oh, today, you're going to find out. Because it's only just, say, one little tweak. I mean, it's only a little one little tweak. We're not far off. It's one little tweak. And how I know that, oh, Jesus, is because I've never been a person that talked about, like, end times. When I hear people talk about that, I'd be like, Lord Jesus, I got too much. I got some stuff I need to still manifest and do. But we all have to know things have changed and shifted. And it wasn't small changes. It was major changes. So the wonderful thing about major change is it's major change. And in major change, things can shift. And we got to shift with it. Because it's our time. Oh, it's our time. Because the world has to hear the message of the kingdom of God. We can't just keep it bottled up and we know it and that's good enough. No more. Mm -mm. We've got a work to do. And maybe that's why we had to be out of the church for a period of time. So we can see that this is not the church. This is just where we gather. Because the real work is outside of this church. But to do that, we got to understand how to walk in that. And so I'm checking in because I'm like, I got so many notes and I see the countdown going and everything. But I'm going to obey God. So November 7th, and I'll be quick with this. A pastor ministered a powerful world, a word about the, word, it, the world is changing. And he gave us five nuggets. I'm going to be real quick because I'm just going to set this backdrop because Minister Donnell has taken me where I need to go. He set this thing up. And so in that, he said, stop reminiscing about the past. That's what pastor said. Stop reminiscing about the past. Think about the future and how you want it. His third, his third nugget was you need, to th you need new thoughts, ha <laughs> new thoughts to elevate. You become what you think. A renewed mind is a prerequisite to transformation. And so those were powerful words, and even hearing it back today, and that was November 7th, that was a Sunday. So when the world is changing, but maybe your situation, you feel like, it is changing, and I hear about all this change, and I hear people talking about increase and, and a, a living a lifestyle of favor, but what if, and this ain't everybody, but guess what? Because we love everybody, we're here for everybody. Amen. But it is for somebody. Now that I'm clear of. 
So how do you move so you can walk in this power? Because you're like, I know it's more. I'm not complaining because I'm just grateful to be here and to be alive, but I know there's more. That lifestyle of favor, the world has changed. I want to walk in that. So I just said it's just some quick, it's just a quick change. And one of them is we've got to move. So my title today is Faith That Moves, Speaks, and Produces. Moves, Speaks, and Produces. See, that's what it is right there. See, when Minister Donnell and were, we were singing, I couldn't help. This is the thing, I, you know, we're here and we got, the, we got a, the, the social distancing. And sometimes it causes you not to feel like you can't move. But faith always causes you to move. See, when we hear any word and it connects, see, it's not emotion. It connects. When you feel that it connects, that connecting, if it really connects, it'll cause you to want to do something. It'll cause you to want to shift. And so in moving, the word of God says, faith without works is dead. So there's got to be a work side of it. See, we can sing this song and we can be like, oh, it was powerful today, girl. When we left, we, it was powerful. It was, we talked about this. We sung the song and I had it. But what do you do on Monday? How do you walk that thing out on Monday? That's what we're going to talk about. Because there's got to be works to your action, to your faith. Your fa- it's, like a, it's like a dynamic duel. You got to have the faith. You got to believe that God said it. You got to believe that it's possible for you. And the thing about being here at Harvest Church International Outreach in Kansas City, Missouri, main campus, and I'm sure in the branches as well, is we get to see it displayed before us. Debt free? Ha! Huh. Come on. What if we didn't have a man of God that said that free then and we was here now when. Your faith got to connect. His faith connected. He said, let's do this. He heard from God, just like we hear from God. Then we did it. He probably had no idea we'd be here. Thank God we moved and we shifted. But I want to make it more personal. What, have God, what has God told you to do? That connected with your faith. And what action did you take? And I'm here to love on you. My whole reason for coming is to love on you, to encourage, because I know the people that I'm talking to right now is the set people, the pressers, the ones who will sacrifice, the ones that show up. You're the bomb.com. So I'm just here to love on you a little bit. But I'm going to challenge you a little bit too. Because we have to move. Faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So we've got to have action. We've got to realize that when we hear something, our next thing we got to listen to to say, God, what do you want me to do? That's got to be the next thing. That's a formula. Uh, You know, I'm an accountant by degree. What am I doing up here, Jesus? But I'm accountant by degree. See, anything can happen. But I work with a lot of formulas. And so there's a formula for, for everything. So the formula, when you hear something and you connect, then you got to get quiet and say, okay, God, what are you saying to me? What's my next move? What's my next move? And I promise you he'll speak to you because guess what? God needs us to move. Because there's an end time harvest that must be financed and souls that must be win, won. That, that must happen. Because God, de- why must it? Because God desired that not one would perish. Not one would perish. So therefore, there's going to take someone to do some work so that someone will not perish. And as Dr. Halp always say, we must be that someone. So we've got to learn to move. And in moving... God talk without God act yields no fruit. Now, you know that was good. I got to say that again, Jesus. God talk without God act yields no fruit. So let me tell you what I mean by that. There's a language in church. We got a little language. Hallelujah. How you doing? Blessed and highly favored of the Lord. See, that's God talk. But there's got to be some real God act. 
that thing that caused you to do something out of the unusual, that others would say, oh, that's different. What's she doing right there? Like when Pastor said home ownership, and somebody grabbed that, but then somebody said, oh, home ownership, right now the rates is, the um, homes are at a high time demand. See, that's, anytime you hear a word, your faith connect with it, you grab it, I promise something's instantly going to come to try to steal it. But that's where you got to rebuke it. You already know it's coming, so you got to rebuke it. So the man of God said, home ownership. I heard him. And then instantly, you probably told somebody, girl, he said, Pastor said, home ownership? That's my word, yes. I'm believing for home ownership. And then someone said, you know, them houses are overpriced right now. We got to learn to talk back. I don't care what the price is. He said, home ownership, and I caught that. That's my word. If, they, if there's got to be one house that's set out for me, that's at my price and my down payment with my credit, that's my house. We got to talk back. That's, see, that's movement. That's movement. And sometimes our intellect, we get so sophisticated, have so much knowledge that we forget to be God dependent. Be God dependency. To, have dependent, to be dependent on God. We've got to depend on God. See, your mind will tell you all the stats. See, that's a challenge as an accountant sometimes. Because I meet with clients, I'm going over numbers, and i got to look at what's saying and what's trending. But then I pull back and I say, what are you seeing, God? Don't forget to pull back. Education is extremely important. But in your education, pull back, what are you seeing, God? Because, see, God will flip that script on you, and everything you learn, he'll show you how to go the opposite direction because he's in it. Your credit score 550, that's kind of jacked up. We'll own that. But guess what? God will take that once you repent and you say, God, I'm sorry that I messed up. God, show me how to do better. I want to do better. God, show me what my first step is. And when you do that, then a program will pop up. You only need a 550 credit score. See, you got to, you got to believe God when you hear something. And then you got to do better. And change your patterns. We've had to all walk through that. Everybody, every business owner has absolutely, I'm going to tell you a secret, every business owner has absolutely had to walk through some stuff. Everyone. Because you take, you on an entrepreneur journey sometimes. And you may not know. That's a whole nother lesson. But in the midst of it, I'm not judging. I am saying wherever you are, because the enemy talks back. Let me help my single sisters right quick, because you know I love y'all. I'm believing God to get married. I mean, I am God. I'm looking for Boaz. He is coming. This is my time. It's my time. Then it's a pandemic. Does that cancel the word you got? Did that cancel that it was your time? God, I don't care how you got to do it. I know you said that I'm going to be married in this season, so I'm going to show up, dress up, move out, because you got to move. You can't, uh, what, he going to break in the house to find you? He going to peep through the window? That's a peeping time right there. I'm scared of that. You got to move. See, it's in the, it, I, I'm telling you, that's for somebody. That's for somebody. You've got to move. You've got to show up. You've got to go where you wouldn't usually go. You don't never go to art galleries? You need to be an art gallery sister walking. I'm in the art gallery just looking. You better go somewhere. I heard a lady one time, a speaker, she said that she would go to Home Depot at 7 in the morning because that's where the, uh, the business owner men would be at. You know I did that thing too. I got up at, I'm not even an early morning person. I got up early, I was like, I'm going to Home Depot. I'm buying a candy bar, but I'm going to be here. That's where they say they show up at. I'm going to be here. Now I discovered, I was like, you know, this 7 a.m. ain't going to work because I think I need to do something different. But did it manifest? Now I ain't getting, he ain't come from the Home Depot. He ain't come from Home Depot, but it manifested. It manifested, because I was. See, when God gives you a word, you got to be. You're waiting for it to. And not only are you waiting for it to manifest, you're doing some necessary things. Whatever that necessary thing looks like for you. But you got to be taking some action. I'm telling you, this for somebody. This for somebody. See, there's, there's a lot of faith 
and there's dead faith. Don't let your faith be dead. Don't let your faith be dead. Your faith has to be alive. It has to be moving forward. And there are times when you are moving and shifting to make that one tweak that you may have to get humble. You may have to do something a little bit different than what you've done before. And you need to be willing. See, when you're really in faith for something, it don't matter how you look. Because you, you, okay, let me help you. For any woman who's ever been pregnant, when it's time to give birth, you know, in, in the beginning for the first time when somebody, a woman's pregnant, she's like, is anybody going to see me when I come in the room? I mean, how are you going to get the baby? Because, you know, but when them delivery pains kick, you like, anybody that's available, come in this room. Because I got to give birth to something and I need it right now. See, there's something about a level of sophistication that shows up at certain times. But when you get serious about a thing, something else kick up out of you and you don't care who knew, who looked, what they say, because you after a mission. I'm telling you, sometimes you better shift. You better shift. Because faith, your faith must move. Your faith must move. It brings me to um, a story of Hannah in 1 Samuel 1 and 1. And you got to read it on your own time. I always want to say that. You got to read it on your own time because I'm under time. But in the midst of that, to keep just really quickly, um, so she was the wife of, she was the first wife, and then there was this other situation that came over the second wife. You have situations in life. And so she could not have, a, she could not bear a child. Her womb was not able to produce a child. And so in the midst of that, because the situation that could bear a child kept flying in front of her, her child, her, her children, and kept showing her everything that she wasn't. Sometimes there's some situations in our life that we're believing God for something. You believe in God for a house, then somebody pops up with a $700,000 house. You're like, look at you flaunting in front of me. Here go my situation. And you're like, oh, my house. I'm, I'm happy about your house, but my house got a pool. That's a situation. And so you have an opportunity to get mad, right? Or you have an opportunity to say, you know what? I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you because God's got something for me and he told me I'm going to have a baby or he told me I'm going to have a seven boob or I'm going to have a pool. See, those little things, those little foxes. Remember I told you to always pop up immediately. And so Hannah, she eventually got tired of that girl. She was like, you know, I'm tired of you talking. I am tired of you brand, walking around here, your children walking around here. And she cried out to God. She cried out to God. She went uh, to the temple and the priest was there. And um, she so much so when she was praying, there was no, no verbal words was coming out of her mouth, but her lips was moving. And the priest thought she was drunk. And he literally said, are you drunk? I'm something you, I told you, read it in your own time. I'm kind of giving you a quick version. And he was like, are you drunk? And she said, no, sir. No, sir. I'm just in a broken situation. And I just need God. If, 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 if God would just not forget me and allow me to have a son, I make a vow that if, you, if, if I have a son, that I give him back to the Lord. And he said, now, he, and then he said, go, it's well with you, basically. But let me, let me back up on something right there I want to drill down on. She had an opportunity to get straight up offended. Now, that girl was crying out. She had been there. This wasn't the first time. She had been there several times praying. Several times praying. And then someone said something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she could have been like, no, I ain't drunk. No. I had a problem. See, I'm going to tell you, attitude will cost you blessings. And even in your situation, you got to remember your attitude got to be right. And so her attitude was right. And I believe, as Dr. Halpin, pastors always said, that a promotion happens at the speed of relationships. At the speed of relationships. So the priest had been there. But on this day, he saw her. Maybe he saw how she responded. So I have a friend that... You'd always want to say this too. She always said, you got to ask questions of the text. And so sometimes she's the big sister and I'm the big sister. So I was like, I'm going to do a manana on this moment. I'm going to ask questions of the text. So I was like, so Jesus, since I'm asking questions of the text, why, why was it this time? Maybe because when she wanted it before, she wanted it so she could prove to the situation that she could have one too. And she had to get to the place where she had to find the purpose. 
in what really the purpose was behind what she wanted. And the purpose had to be attached to kingdom. Then she had to go ahead and make that vow. So in the midst of some people saying, God, I am tired of having more month than money. You're going to catch that. I'm tired of having more month than money. And God hears you, and you're crying out every month because you see the month and the money's gone at the 10th of the month, and you still got 20 more days. And you're like, when are you going to do it, God? I participated in first fruit. I got the God's plan to prosper you, the bishop wrote. I read all the steps. I read it all. You read it all. But God, what is going to happen? And God said, it's going to happen when I can trust you because money magnifies who you are. So if you get the money under that, under your old attitude, maybe you would think you made the money. But see, when I let you lay here a while, and I allow you to sit in this thing for a while, and I allow you to seek my face for why you need the increase, and attach a kingdom purpose to it, then it'll manifest. That's for somebody. I'm telling you, I know that's for somebody. Why do you need a business? Why do you need your business to grow? Why do you need God to bless your investments just so he can bless your investments? You better attach a kingdom purpose to whatever you're doing. And I know I talk a lot to entrepreneurs. I'm sorry, because I just love entrepreneurship, but this works in entrepreneurship. See, if you've been in any of my sessions previously, you know that an entrepreneur is a person who works for somebody and has an entrepreneur mindset. But I know there's new people, so I always want to catch us up. So everybody in here is running one road or another. You are entrepreneur or entrepreneur, so I'm talking to us both. But in the midst of that, why should you succeed? Why do you need to do the thing that's on your goal list? Whose life will it change? Does it only impact your life? See, I had to walk this thing out firsthand. So I decided... Um, I was elected to a position um, as the first African-American vice president of the Missouri Society of Accountants. And so they never have, they never had an um, African-American, thank you, in any office. And so I knew that it was a year term, and I knew in July that I would become the president by, you know, just natural, you know, uh, flow of things. And so I said, well, God, as I was looking, I was like, so no African-American has ever been the pre vice president in this organization, is this all? So I started looking at the credentials. And as I began to look at the credentials, I said, well, Lord, they all... They all got this thing called an EA, an enrolled agent. I'm like, well, I'm the first one anyway, so it'll just be new. See how you start settling? Then I heard God say, I thought you represent. Who you represent? So I said, well, so I settled in. Then I began to talk to my husband, and he was like, I believe you just need to go ahead and do it, and you can do it, and you need it. And I'm like, mm-hmm, that sounds good. That sounds real good. But I got a whole lot of things I got to do. We got production. We got finance. I got this business over here. I got to do this over here. I don't know how I'm going to have time to do all that because that's only a short window of time. I'm going to take office next July, July of 2022. So I don't know that I'm time. He's like, oh, you got time. I hear you on the phone. You got time. I'm like, oh, I got time. Okay. So I said, okay, well, I set the course out. Because when you hear something, you got a decision to make. Everybody. Just like today. When you hear something, you got a decision to make. Will you hear it and will you seize it and do something with it? Or will you just let it fly by? So I, I had a decision. So I said, okay, I'm going to do this thing. So I researched on got on the internet, discovered where class was at. Class in Cleveland. And then the place I want to go to. I was looking for Florida. At least lead to be somewhere cool. And so in the midst, I'm like, Cleveland. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and roll for that. Then I'm like, maybe he don't want me to go. Maybe you think you want me to go because it's in Cleveland. I'm going to be gone a few days. He's like, oh, you'll be just fine, just fine. you just be just fine. See, he's an introvert, so by nature, he was like, I'm getting a break today. <laughs> and so um, in the midst, I enrolled for the class, humbling. Because when I get there, everybody else hasn't been in business as long as I've been in business. They've been in business less time. And they studying for the same class. I'm like, Lord, this thing is just all backwards. So I'm in a class sitting with them. I'm like, Lord, I'm not cut out for this. I am 47. We in a class. This teacher talking. And so I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, I can't do it. And he's, when I left, he gave me instruction. Don't be on that phone. You hear me? Don't be on the phone and don't make no new friends. Because everywhere I go, I'm make some. Don't make no new friends. I'm like, okay, okay. You got it? I, I got it. 
So I'm like, no new friends, no phone. Stay focused in the class. He'll say, focus, focus. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm gonna focus. So I'm in the class, I'm studying, I'm like, oh, this man sound like the Scooby-Doo. Rah, 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 rah. I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't, I'm just trying to focus. And so in the midst of it, I'm like, I'm doing it because first, I wanna make sure I have a proper representation. Then my husband has asked me, so now I'm gonna really do it because you remember, well, see, when you want single sister, when you want someone, when he show up, you got to do something. So you can't want a gift, then get the gift, then don't wanna obey the gift. You won't catch that. So in the midst of it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And so long story is three tests. Well, it actually was four tests. I had to take one test there for, for the accreditation of tax professionals. I took that test there. And I heard God say the word. So everybody's all, you know, people preparing to take this, this particular test there. And people are all worked up and studying night. And people are, some people are worked up and studying. Some people are going touristing and taking pictures. And my husband said, I told you don't make no new friends. He's like, where is this picture I see of you somewhere in front of some words? That don't look like the hotel. I'm like, I'm going back to the hotel to study. I'm going back. And so as I'm studying, um, and I'm just, oh, and people worked up, and they come into the lobby early so we can all get prepared for this. And I heard God say, believers take tests differently. He said, now, when you, you're not going at the time, because everybody said, we're going to meet at 7.15. The test was at 8. He said, you're not going at 7.15. You're going to stay here and worship me. And so I just turn on the music, and I get in my groove. You know, you got your song, right? And I'm just worshiping God. And he said, then when it's time, you're going to go in, you're going to take this test. You're not going to be looking all pitiful. See, as believers, we can't be looking all pitiful. We represent the kingdom, the king. See, now they all down there stressed out. What it look like me coming stressed out, and I'm supposed to be serving God? We cannot be the same. So I had to get my little self together. So I showed up. I said, okay, I'm, I'm ready to take. they like, where you been at? I said, I'm ready to take tests. Where the room at? Where, where we got to go? What we need to do? And so they're like, oh, okay, she got a different attitude today. And so, because I was with them yesterday. But today I got a revelation of who I am. You know how that works. And so I go in the room. I sit down. And I'm like, I didn't care who's in the room. I told you you're going to lose dignity when you really want to tap it. I'm like, God, I need you to do this in the name of Jesus. Bring back to my memory everything that I've studied, God. Allow me to, to manifest this. And God said, why? Then I had to connect to purpose. So then I connected the purpose on it. I took the test. I walked out. And so um, you know, I immediately called. He said, how do you think you did? I said, you know, I, I think I did pretty good. I think I did pretty good. He's like, where's the results? I said, well, you don't get this test results back. They say for a couple weeks. So then I text Minister Gravity because, you know, you won't, get, you won't find your people to pray. See, when you, the people you call when it's time to pray, why they make the people you talk to on a regular daily basis? So I'm like, Minister Gravity, pray till you hear from me. So I'm out of the room. I'm like, I'm out. She's like, how's the test? I'm like, they say I don't get the score for three to four weeks. Sometimes faith is going to make you wait. So now it's time to take the other test that I got to take. And it's three tests. I sign up for all the tests. And then Mrs. signing up. I sign up in Kansas City. Then I get an email that says test has been canceled. I'm like, whoa, what is this? We're no longer giving the test in Kansas City. You're going to have to go to Springfield or St. Louis. Faith will bring you challenges. So now it wasn't as easy as driving to Lee Summit. So then I said, oh, Lord, Jesus, now I got to go somewhere else. So he said, well, I'm going to drive you. This is what we're going to do. Set the test up. I'm going to drive you there. Test on Friday. We're going to leave on Wednesday. You're going to lock in on Thursday. You're not going to be on that phone. You see, it's a message he got. You're not going to be on that phone on Thursday, and you're going to get this done. So we did just that. I still don't got the last test results. I was like, Lord, if I had the last test, I at least knew what the results of that test, that would help me get my faith. Sometimes you're going to have to go anyway. So I'm like, well, Lord, everybody's like, well, did you pass the other test? Because if you knew you passed the other test, you probably passed this. I'm like, I ain't got the results back. God said, oh, you're going to walk this thing all the way out in faith. So I go take the test. We go there and we go to the building early and um, thank, I thank God for my husband. Oh my gosh, I thank God for him. We pull up to the place. We go a day early to spy out the land and we go to the door. You know, it's locked. We're there early. And we praying. We praying around the building. I'm ready to walk around this thing. Remember I told you, when you really afraid for something, you don't care who's outside. I'm ready to walk around this building seven times. Because I'm like, everybody's saying, oh, you know, when you take this, people normally take it two to three times before they pass the first time. Not me, because believers take tests differently. Not me. And so um, we come back the next morning. He drops me off. He walks me all the way in. I got to check my phone. The people say, um, we don't even have your name. This test is under such um, high confidentiality that we didn't even know who you were because we can't know that because this test is so um, at a high level. 
And I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus. And so um, he said, I got to do all this stuff. And so I lock everything up, and I go in the room to take the test. Well, before that, let me back up. Um, Raymond tells me a story about that came out of Numbers 20 about uh, Moses. And so he's telling, and you know, when you're in the middle of something, I'm like, at the end of this story, do I win? And did the story win? How does this story impact me right now? Because I got to be in this place in five minutes. And so he was like, and so, Mo, you know, he's giving me the story. And I'm like, okay, 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 I got it. But I had to come back to the story later, you know, when you get out of a situation. And I said, okay, I understand. Because he said he struck the rock and water came out of it and everybody. I'm like, you want me to go in here and strike something? Tell me what you want me to do. Because I'm down for whatever you want me to do right now. He said, I'm saying, long story short, God is already predestined that you're going to succeed. He said, he already predestined you're going to succeed. And so he says, you just got to go in here and walk it out. He's already seen that you're going to succeed. You got to walk this thing out now. And so in the midst of it, I went in there, did that, and I, the formula, I tell you, it's a formula in everything you're going to do. So in the midst of it, um, Holy Spirit said, every time when you're in here and you don't know an answer, just pull back and tap into me. So I didn't care with 16 people in there. I was having my own little cubicle worship service. If I seen it, I'm like, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, help me. I skipped that, come back. Long story short, you know I passed. You know your girl passed in three, passed all three tests the first time. All three tests the first time. You look at that Martina Joshua, the enrolled agent. But let me back up to something, because you know I got to give you, it's a reason for the story. It's a reason for the story. Is that I had to go back to numbers when I got settled down. In Numbers 20, when, Moses, when, uh, when God told Moses and Aaron that um, he told Moses and Aaron to go speak to the rock. See, faith also calls you to have to speak. He told him to go speak to the rock. He said, when you speak to the rock, water's going to come out. Uh, you're going to read that in your own time, too. I got, I'm on a time limit right now. And so he said, when you speak to the rock, rock water's going to come out. Well, Moses, he was just a little bit air, you know, upset with the people. And he was, he was like, come on, y'all, gather all around. You know y'all rebels. And so, you know, I, you, you want me to have to do this before you? And so he spoke to the rock, but then he struck it two times. Water still came out because it was predestined that he was going to take care of him. It's predestined God is going to take care of you. It's predestined that you win. It's predestined that you are going to succeed. It's already been established. How can I say that? For God knows the plans he has for you to prosper you and to not harm you. It's already been established that you win, that you walk in victory. But in walking in victory, and so in the midst of that, he didn't do everything all, he didn't do it all right, right? Thank God for grace and mercy. He still, water still produced, but he was disobedient, and you know the rest of the story. But in the midst of it, your faith must speak. Speaking the word of God must not, ex, must not exalt yourself. Because, see, what he did, he was a little bit agitated, and then he carried on. He did his own thing. We got to speak what God is saying. We got to speak the word of God. Faith must speak. There's no such thing as silent belief. What you believe will come out, especially when you have enough confidence. You can always know what you believe in God for because it's going to come out of your mouth. And you can always, you can always know what's inside of a person's heart. Because it'll come out of their mouth. During this journey of taking the test, he said, don't make new friends. But I kind of think that, I'm not going to call them friends, but maybe they was associates. I'm just going to call them associates. So I met a girl from Utah. And so, and she was struggling. She, didn't, she hasn't passed the test like four or five times. And he said, so Raymond says, you better tell her what you did. And you better tell her the whole truth of what you did. No, no matter what her religion is, you better tell her the whole truth of what you did if you want to help her pass. And I was like, well, I think she a Latter-day Saint or something. I don't know. I don't want to be offending nobody. And he like, you better tell her what you did. So after, after the third time she didn't pass and she called me and she's all stressed out, I said, well, let me tell you what I did, girl. Every time I brought, got that study book, I lift that study book up, Holy Spirit, formula. Lift your book up. Every time I got ready to study, he said, hold it up to me. And your mind is equipped to, your mind is equipped to acknowledge this information to retain this information and to utilize this information. So I had to call her. I was like, Lord, I'm about to look completely crazy calling this girl saying this. That sister was desperate. She's like, now what exactly did you hold up? I was like, the word of God, girl, in the book. You better hold it up. It's a formula. And so in the midst of it, what is God telling you to do? What's he telling you to do? Because it's not going to just happen. There's something you got to do. For some people, it may be going back to school. 
So you gain knowledge, but when you go back to school, you're not just going back to school as a regular person, you're going back to school as a believer that's got supernatural insight and knowledge so that you can do the next level beyond what the level they think you're going to do. We got to speak to this. Silent belief doesn't work. And so I could hear, there was another girl off Facebook, she messaged me, because you know, I put my little post out, you know, I passed and I'm on a road agent. You know how you do. And so in the midst of it, she's like, can you help me? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna help you. And she said, um, I, did, I got one more test to pass. She said, I, can, I just cannot pass that one. And um, I said, you know why you can't pass it? Because you said you can't pass it. I said, now when your confession line up with what you want to manifest, then you're gonna pass it. She's like, huh? I said, oh, you're going to catch that on 435, boo. You're going to take it one more time before if you don't catch this. She's at Indianapolis, and she said, now what you say? I said, I said, when you see yourself passing it, and you speak to yourself that you're going to pass it, you will pass it. So I say it to you. When you see yourself walking in victory, when you see yourself having more money than month, and when you say it, and that's the thing that springs up out of you, then you will seize it. And so she said, oh, I got it, girl. So she takes me on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, what's going on? She's like, can you give me, can you help me study with this? And I'm like, okay. Because, see, when God takes you through something, it's not for just you. It's for you to help somebody. So I said, you know, I'm about to go to my in-law's house, but I'm going to help you with this problem. Now, you know the truth of the matter is how I helped, how I'm going to help you, because I had to go back to what I did. Did you hold the book up, and did you pray? Because see, this formula ain't loaded in a bunch of knowledge. This formula was loaded in meet my dependency on God to move. You got to give them the whole truth in the whole formula. And so sure enough, she called, me on a, uh, she called me on a Sunday. I didn't even know you could take a test on a Sunday. She said, I passed it, girl. I passed it. I did that. She said, I got in there and I was like, she said, I held the booklet up in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I said, girl, you better do it. So listen, I'm telling you, this is for you. You've got to be willing when you, see, when you know God has showed you your dream. And he showed you what you're supposed to do. And there's so many giftings in this room. Talents in this room. Books in this room. Millionaires in this room. Huh. Transformers in this room. Are you going to operate in your faith? We don't have time for another year to pass us by. Sure, we're at 2021. We're on the eve of 2022. But it don't take God long. When I set out on that course, I thought for sure it was going to take me a year. I started that in August. And I was done before Thanksgiving. Because when God is in it, and when he breathes on it, it's all we need him to do. You just need to know God is in it, whatever you're going to do. Is God in what you're trying to do? That's the first thing. And you'll know he's in it. Because he's going to show you purpose. He's going to show you the door that's going to fling open. And why it's going to open. Because on the day headed to the last test, and people said, oh, it's the hardest test, girl. And I'll never forget, Bishop texted me. He said, it ain't hard because you got the Holy Spirit. Quit saying it's hard. It's not the hardest test. You got this. So your season's not the hardest part. You can win in a pandemic. You know why? Because doors are open like never before. There are doors open and tables for you to be on board of director positions, to hold governmental positions, to sit at the table. But guess what? A lady in California who's the oldest park or living park ranger, her name is uh, Betty, so Betty Soskin. She told me, when you get to the table, first, you can't, first she said, you can't afford to say no to an invitation when someone asks you to be on a board. Because you don't know how long it'll be before another person of color gets an invitation. So you're not saying yes for you, you're saying yes for all black people. So I realized responsibility. But then I realized another level of responsibility. Because I'm not at the table just because I'm African American. I'm at, the, I'm at the table because I'm a king's kid. And decisions are going to be made at tables. 
And I got to make sure when I'm at the table that the decisions that are being made line up with the word of God and line up for all people, all people, all people. And so she said, oh, you don't, get, you don't get the privilege to say no. She said, and when you get to the table, you better not get to the table and be quiet. She said, you better get to the table and you better be a voice. And they better hear your voice because your representation. Your representation in every one of your industries, wherever you work at, whatever you do, when you show up in the workplace, your representation of your father. Your representation. Your extended hands to the needy. We talk about all this global in my world because I'm also um, uh, on outside of this. I do speaking motivationally, and people say, "Oh, I'm a, I'm a global entrepreneur speaker, and I'm a global author." And you know, always tell me because Dr. Hal, you know, she can hit you hard and fast. She's like global. How are these people global? Have they been anywhere? And I, so I was like, you know, they ain't gonna be sad about me because I'm a touch global. So anytime I hear about a project, kids in Ghana need books. Count me in. How much do you need? Because are we, king, are, are we king's kids? Amen. Are we representation? When we hear a need, because we heard it, it must be something we're supposed to do with it. It don't always mean you're supposed to give to it because you got to get revelation on your money where you're supposed to plan it and sow it. But it does mean when you hear it, you're at minimum supposed to pray. At minimum when you hear it, it's something you're supposed to do with it. So I heard kids ain't got to need books. Okay. Well, then I got influence. Kids ain't got to need books. I'm going to tell people who I got influence with. So I come back. Dr. Hopp said, what are we doing? Can we do this project, Dr. Hopp? I think it would be really good because kids ain't got to need books. She said, HCS will do it. You know, we got 500 books down there. We're sent, this church, Harvest Christian School, is sending to those kids in Ghana. Not just sending... But they're sending letters. The children took time to write a personal letter to the children and insert it in the book. Now envision those books are going to show up in Ghana at some point in time. Some little, little girl going to open the book up. There may be eight. And she's going to read the words from one of our babies that's preaching and teaching the uncompromised gospel in that letter that may say you're going to make it. Global-minded. 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 We've got to, when you hear it, whatever it is, when it's in your reach, you're the one. You're the one. But you got to know why it produces. I said faith, faith, faith moves, faith speaks, and it produces. And when I'm saying produces, you, you, produce, you often think about results because that's where I would normally go but it produces something for the kingdom of God. As I said, headed to that last test, and I was in the car, and I'm just crying out to God. And I'm worshiping God. My husband's driving me. I got my little earbuds in, and me and, and uh, Jakar car, we just going in. And I heard God say, I'm doing this because there's some of my kids that don't even know they're going to have a problem because they tapped into some of this PPP money, and they didn't understand what they were doing, and they're going to have some problems but I'm already setting you up. I'm setting a solution up before they know they got a problem to solve their problem. Because I don't need them to get caught up because they're going to ask for grace and mercy. So I'm going to have you equipped with knowledge and title and position to help bring them out before they even get the letter that they're being audited. So I said, well, I got it, God. He said, now don't you get cute. You better help them. Now, don't you get cute. So you got amazing giftings and talents, wisdom. What are you doing with it? How does it impact the kingdom of God? How does your existence impact the kingdom of God? I see Pauline, and I want to just give an example of something that she did that she didn't even know. I probably, she definitely don't know I'm going to talk about. But it was probably a year ago. Um, I ordered some food from her because, you know, I use these people that help me to cook. You know, that means they help me to cook. 
we gonna eat. They helped me to cook. She wanted my help me to cook people. And so in the midst of helping to cook, I had to go pick up Thanksgiving one year. And um, I said, what's all these other meals for? She said, because I'm going out to feed the homeless. I said, who's doing this? She said, I'm doing this, me and my family. She wasn't making no fuss about it. How many meals did you feed, Pauline? 100 homeless people. We all, people are so quick to say, what is the church doing? The church need to do this. The church need to do that. Who is the church? We the church. We the church. Somebody from the church need to call them. Did you call them? You heard they had a need? Help them. Do what you can. Because God allowed you to hear it for a reason. Not to say, did the church do something? Who? It can't be Pastor and Dr. How we talking about. They certainly can't do it all. We are the church. And so when you hear it, we got to move. What can be done? What can I do? What's in my And God's never going to tell you to do something that you don't have. If, if it's larger than you, then it's, he's going to connect it or he's going to get it to you. If it's larger than you, he's going to connect you with somebody or he's going to get it to you. When he knows your heart is to do it. Producing impact for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. It is our time and we cannot no longer. We're harvest church. That word alone, harvest church. Man, it's not by accident that we're here. It's not by accident you're here today. I had no idea I was going to be here today. Here. I thought I was going to be over there. But in the midst of being here, God does everything intentionally and on purpose. He's, pur he's a purposeful God. He does not waste anything. Not even the thing you think was a failure. Not even the thing that you thought could take you out that caused you to be a miracle. God don't waste it. Me walking through that season of a widow, that wasn't wasted. Something was birthed inside of me that when I hear the word widow, when somebody say her, her husband passed, I instantly freeze because I want to know what can I do to help. What freezes you to make you say, what can I do to help? When we all do that, the church, <laughs> as we like to say, will be everywhere because we're everywhere. And when we show up, it changes. We've heard pastors say, when, and I've been privy to be able to witness it, to go in meetings, and the atmosphere shifts when he walks in. And I'm like, wow. And he don't change either. When he gets to the table, he's still who he is here and at the table. He don't change. You know why? Because he understands his assignment. We got the tools. We didn't have the ABCs of faith. We didn't have healing belongs, belongs to you, the power of confessions. We've got, for people who ain't confidence, we got the best you, confidence. We got God's plan to prosper you. We got the tools, the word of God. We have the tools. We got what it takes to win on your level. The time now is to operate. And one of my things I love to say, there are no excuses. There's only results. Nothing can count you out. Your age, your living, your breathing, you're not counted out. Oh, I got a bad knee. Healing belongs to God. Healing belongs to you. And you're not counting out. We need your good knee to hold this other stuff. Because maybe when you do this with your good knee, your other knee will line up. Everybody got to do what they can do with what you got. Work what you got. Work with what you got. If you got a lip to win, you better win. You got to win. You can't, we can't be afraid to make the phone calls. You know you're supposed to do something. And your access to it is a phone call. Who are you afraid of? Do you understand who you are? You better pick the phone up and have authority and power and victory and know you're a miracle and know that you live a lifestyle of faith and make the call and expect to get a yes. You better go. 
this. It's time. God uses everything. I had no idea because I saw that Kaishi was at a town that she would be here in her place. I ain't telling you what to do. I ain't gonna, I'm going to do like Bishop. When he's talking to somebody, he go to the other side of the room. You ever notice that? So I'm going to go over here since Kaishi over there. <laughs> I ain't telling you what to do. But those plays, people thought she was just acting. It was ministering to marriages. Causing restoration and healing to come to low self-esteem. Whatever your gift is, it births. And it brings people back to the kingdom. It reconciles people to the kingdom of God. You ain't got to worry about the finances. Because when you say yes, God gives provision for every vision that he has. He gives provision for every vision that he has. So I really feel like we're going to stand to our feet. I, I'm going to do a you know, typical altar call, but I want to just pray that we shift. And it's not just a, just, you know, oh, she need a shift. I think, don't, do you agree that we all need to shift? I want to shift. There's more that I want to experience. There's more that I want to experience for my children's children's children. Don't we want to set a foundation? Don't we want to make the road easier for our family to come? Walker, in that situation, it's not in vain. You'll minister the word to hurting parents. I got to really look this way over here because if I look that way, I'm going to start crying. It's going to be all messed up. But God has purpose. Although the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, God always takes it and makes it purposeful. You'll talk to people that we never could talk to because of your story. What about your story? What will your story? Who will it compel to know? Who will your story compel to know that they can make it? That they can succeed? Maybe we've gotten a little bit sophisticated and too sophisticated that we don't tell our story because we look so good and we don't have no smoke. People don't know our story. Maybe we need to get back to telling the story so it'll humble us and it'll set somebody else free. Your story will bring freedom to someone. And then you're walking out your story. You're walking out your gifting. And I don't care where you work at. That's not your resource. That's, so, that's not your source. That's only a resource. Wherever you were at, that's just where God placed you at. You have assignment on your life. And you can't say, they won't let me do it. They won't call me to do it. They won't give me an opportunity to do it. Did nobody call Pauline? She just started cooking meals, boxing up meals. And she went out and served 100 families. That was a teachable moment for me. So let's just stand. We're going to pray. I'm going to close out. In prayer, I'm checking this time. Jesus. Lord, it go fast. I thought I was going to have y'all to brunch. Well, I'm going to have y'all to lunch. It's not going to be breakfast, but it's, it's definitely going to be lunch. But it's worth it if one person. Whew, God, I thank you, God. If one person, the light bulb comes on for, the faith ignites and causes you to take action, you to make movement, you to speak to your destiny, you to speak to your life. We cannot continue to let life happen. We must happen to life. And we've got to produce kingdom results. No more arguing over black and white. We're arguing over kingdom. We're the body of Christ. 
We can't get caught up in these sideline things. Because let me tell you, while we're getting caught up in these sideline things, major money is shifting in this country. People will distract you over a little change. And major dollar bills will be moving. And you're listening to the wrong thing. And you should be over here listening to this thing where you're getting the idea of what's coming next. Because we don't chase money, we get in front of money. We don't chase money, we get in front of money. How do you get in front of money? Because the Holy Spirit will tell you your next move. I bought Zoom stock before it was even popular. I wasn't even married. The Holy Spirit said, buy the stock. I was engaged. I said, what do you think about the stock? He started running the numbers, intellect. I don't know about that. Then I called a stockbroker. Stock she like, I don't know about that. I heard the Holy Spirit say, buy the Zoom stock. I said, well, I know about this. I know what I heard. I know what I felt. Because I ain't a feeling, but I knew in my know. You know how you're knowing your know? Bought the stock. Then the girl brought the wrong stock, Jesus. But then in the midst of it, she, she converted it. She made it all right because I do business with people of integrity. But guess what? You know that stock skyrocketed. Because how would I have known we were going to be in a pandemic and everybody would need Zoom stock? So God's got a million ways to funnel you what he needs you to have. Your hands are never fixed. You never, never say you're in a fixed income because your income is never fixed. Your income is always flowing. You keep your hands open. You ask God, because see, when your hands are open, it can, stuff can get out of it and stuff can get in it. But when you're stingy, when you're stingy, nothing gets in and nothing gets out. And if that stingy thing is your thing, then you say, no more today. No more today in me, I'm no longer stingy. And when it try to rise up, it may take you 21 days to rebuke it. But when you continue to rebuke it and you continue to operate, it'll shift. And every time you hear something stingy, then you give something to somebody. You be like, oh, you trying to play with me, devil? I'm about to give this card away. I'm going to give this, this, give this Starbucks card away. I'm going to do this. And then it'll back up off you. Procrastination, if that's your thing, because that, 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 keeps, a, that keeps people locked down from moving. They have good ideas, good intention, but then they feel like something just has them on lock. Sometimes it is something. And you got to break that off of you. And you got to speak to it and say, devil, no more. You can't hold me down because I've got purpose and I've got potential and I've got power and you got to be removed because I am free to, I'm diligent and I execute effectively, immediately. So you got to understand what your vice is. Everybody's got, everybody has got a vice, but you got to speak to it and serve notice on it that it can't hold you at hostage no more. We're going to break free today. We're going to shift. I heard Minister Gradney say something some years ago when we had Joseph Business School and it sat with me over and over and as I was studying it kept coming to me and I was going to be obedient. I never never like to talk to people who I'm close to because sometimes you don't know if it's you or or what you know and you don't want to get the two confused but I'm going to obey God. You said you knew as an entrepreneur, it wasn't going to be entrepreneur, but you knew you would invest in businesses. You remember that? The mere fact I remember that and that was how many years ago? Umpteen years ago. It don't matter where you work. Because God's giving you seed, and when you plant that seed in a business owner, when you plant that seed in an investment, it's going to grow. For some people, God's just going to breathe on what you got. You ain't got to go to work. You ain't got to start the business, do the business. Some people have inventors. Uh, 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 they're inventors. They come up with ideas and concepts. You can sell the idea. Sell the concept. It's time. Oh, she talking about money again? Yes, because it takes money to do things. Can you operate without money? No. So we're going to expose the devil. There's a little lady who say, expose the devil. We're going to expose the devil. Because it's time for us to shift in our wealthy place. I can truly say, and I'm not bragging, and I hope you, I hope you hear my heart. Not only share, share this because sometimes it's, we're in the show me state, and people be like, mm, I don't know if you know what you're talking about. So that's why I'm going to say it, because I ain't bragging. 40% growth during the pandemic. 40% growth during the pandemic. Ha, catch this. You ain't even ready for this part. And I didn't even have a customer in the office. We was on the Zoom. So you know I got double paid. I worked on the Zoom, get paid dividends from the Zoom. Nobody coming in telling long stories. I was able to work it more effectively. 
So God showed another way to get it done. God's going to show you another way to do it. Because we said, Pastor said the world, is cha- the world is changing. We see the world is changing. What's your shift? What's your change? Wow. What an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.